Welcome back to the Doug Like Podcast. I am your host, Dougie. And today I got some unfortunate news. Like I stated before in the last podcast with my mother, I was hoping to get my father on this podcast. We arranged things to happen and due to some unforeseen circumstances, it's not happening. At least at this very moment. I'm very disappointed because I was hoping to have this conversation that has been long overdue between him and I. I was hoping to open up and show how vulnerable I have been when it comes to that subject for you guys. As we can see now, it's not going to happen. I don't know when it will happen. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I'm going to continue regardless of these situations. The show must go on, right? So I don't have anybody today or for this week. I really didn't have a backup plan. And that's a lesson learned for myself. This is best time as ever to maybe bring up that mental health subject that I said I was going to bring up whenever I could. As you guys might have noticed, I promised every Tuesday would be a release date, but then I skipped two weeks. That first week, I was going through it. I was very depressed, more than I usually am, because, you know, uh, if you really have been dealing with real depression, it doesn't really go away. It's just, it's like that. It's like a gnat. It's just, it's like when you're having a picnic. And those little tiny little things are right there and they're just coming, right? And it doesn't want to go away. You keep swatting them away. That's depression. That's my best explanation of depression is like your body, your body and your mind are working hard to destroy itself, right? So that first week I was going through depression, very bad. And I just didn't want to do anything. And I knew the only way I'm going to grow this podcast is if I stay consistent with it, but I just didn't have the energy to even do anything. And the second week that I didn't release anything, I was actually with my boys. If anybody knows about recording the best goal is to have the quietest room right with two boys five and three years old there is no quiet i couldn't really find the time that week to do anything but i came back with an interview with my mother i knew i had to get it done so i'm gonna keep the ball rolling you know i'm uh, I'm going to do my best to release every tuesday and if i can't do tuesdays that week i'm gonna figure out if i can release it sometime that week i didn't know that i was dealing with mental health as i was growing up the hispanic and black community we don't really talk about our feelings like that or at least when i was growing up uh i've seen that nowadays is becoming a trend to talk about feelings and address your issues but when I was growing up there was nobody to talk to like I told my girlfriend I didn't even talk to my guidance counselor until I was skipping school in my senior year and he was trying to figure out what was wrong with me like those four years I didn't ever see my guidance counselor for anything so I didn't have nobody to go to I did I told you I had this teacher who saw how good I was writing poems and she kind of like was the second mother figure in my life while my mother was trying to figure out how to provide for me and my brothers so at school that was like a little mother figure or like an aunt so she helped me a little bit so that helped me realize that I had some type of talent. And she also let me express my imagination, which I believe now it's really my only way of expressing myself. Sometimes I've still struggled with communicating with people. But if you actually took the time to listen to my lyrics or like even read them or read like the sh I write short stories sometimes, like I'm working on a few scripts and a few books, you, you would understand my mindset sometimes. It's better than me talking. When I was a correctional officer, they provided us with a behavioral specialist. He was top five in the world. And this guy dissected me so badly that it destroyed, like everything that I had suppressed in my mind up to that point, he brought it out. And I didn't like how it felt. And looking back now, I know that it was part of the healing factor, but at that point, and I was like, I have, I don't want nothing to do with that. And I guess, you know, being vulnerable doesn't feel too well. So that's why I was so adamant about having my father on this podcast, you know, finally break those barriers with him and, and see if maybe we can have that good relationship, you know? And I know he doesn't have long in this world. Um, He's not very, he's not doing too good physically, but uh, I would have enjoyed to have that conversation to hopefully move forward. But, you know, things happen. The best thing I could do is just do for my 
myself, right? I already told my mother I forgave him. Growing up, I, I, I didn't hate him. I was very confused. I didn't know if it was my fault that things weren't happening with my parents. You know, I thought maybe I was the issue. I thought if she aborted me, she would have been happier. I mean, my dad and her would have been happier. But, you know, as I got older, I realized that he was fat. He was battling, the, you know, his own mental health and his own addiction problems. And, and when I started working as a correction officer, I realized just how many people, men particularly, that deal with this mental health and then they don't get no help, no addiction help. And they just fall in the system so that my dad has been in those shoes. And, you know, if I told you, you know, that growing up, we didn't really talk about our feelings, right? Just imagine how it was for them in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, 50s. You know, it was a get, you know, go suck it up and suck, suck it up, buttercup, and keep it pushing. As I was growing up, I didn't, I hated him at first, right? Once I understood who he was and why he didn't want change for me and my mom, I hated him. I hated him for a very long time. And then I became a father and I and I started having my own struggles, my, uh, you know, and I started realizing that making a relationship work on top of that, being a father and a co-parent is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I've been in, in riots and I worked at the prisons and this has been the hardest thing in my life. How to be a father without knowing what a father is, is the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with. So I took the step back and I realized, hey, this guy, I don't know what he was going through. I don't know what he's been going through and I don't know what it is to have addiction problem. Yes, I tried, you know, I tried popping pills and I used to drink a lot and I used to smoke weed. So I didn't understand that. But like I said, seeing it from the outside looking in as a correction officer made me realize I said, hey, this guy probably was going through a lot of things. And the only way he knew how to deal with it was coping with it, you know, and his coping skill was drugs and alcohol. And in return, that destroyed him. So I learned not to hate him, but I still haven't had that conversation with him to like hash things out. And so he could understand how destroyed he made me feel as a, as a young man and as a young adult, you know, and I was hopeful to have that conversation with him. So if he was to pass away every day for the last four years, I have been just waiting for the call. Hey, we found your dad or hey, can you? identify his body like that's depressing to have to deal with that every day and that's every day and i used to work at the hospital every time the coroner would bring somebody in or, or i would just look on the list and be like okay that's not my dad you know or like so when somebody came in i would just pray my dad wouldn't come through those doors right but for the last four years i've been just expecting that it's gonna destroy me because there was untreated wounds right and um i look at people like kevin hart and like drake who had a similar situation with their fathers and for what it looks like they they were able to hash things out and have those last good years together right especially kevin hart because kevin hart's dad is like my dad and or was like my dad rest in peace to kevin hart's dad he recently passed away i think last month they were similar and to hear him talk about his dad in, in such a bright light for him to be able to, to give him a good few years of his life and to have that great relationship for a good few years that's that's amazing and that's what i hope i could do with my father and and i know it might not happen right it might not happen because it's a two-way street you know the saying you could take the horse to the water hole but you can't force the horse to drink and that's the same situation I find myself with my dad in. My sister, um, she had her own little issues growing up. She had to deal with two parents like that, my dad and her mother. And she just up and left and started her life. And um, she has beautiful, beautiful kids. And... I have yet to meet my nephews and stuff and my niece, but uh, she's she's done a great life for herself. She took the time a few years back to come here because they really made it seem like my dad was in his last days. I think she mended things with, with herself, at least, because my dad gave us false promises and, you know, went back to his ways. And I think she's at peace now. I can't really speak for her like that, but for her to do that, it really showed just how much growth she had in those years. I knew that I had to do the same thing. And um, when he went back on his word that he promised her, I um, I was I was back to that hating him. And then 
I realized that that mental health that he's going through is it's never going to change unless he does some a lot of work on himself and he's damn near 70. It's it's going to be a tough situation. The doctors have said to him in front of me that his brain is like a little kid now. You know, the cocaine and the drugs have messed his brain up to the point where he's like early stages of dementia. And, um, you know, that's why I wanted to get him here and get the, at least a good conversation out of him before his mind starts to go. And um, I don't know. A few uh, a few days ago was um, his birthday, the 17th. And I haven't talked to him since like last year. And I'm talking about 2022, last year. Uh, so I asked my mom if she had wished him happy birthday. And she said she had forgotten to. So she called where he stays. And they said that he was, you know, doing what he does. And um, unfortunately, he, um, you know, he just likes to stand on the corner and beg for change. And um, I've seen him before. I've dro I've driven past it. People have told me and I've driven past it. And just, it's, it's, it's a sad sight to see, but there's nothing you can really do. It's not like he needs it. It's just... I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his head. And I wish I could pick at it and figure it out. But that's where he was on the on his birthday when I when we called. And I tried to say happy birthday to him after not speaking to him for almost a year and a half. I had my kids that day and they were spending time with the grandmother and then I packed them up. And right before we left, uh that happened and you know, the lady that, that takes care of him said, you know, that's where he's at. And I packed the kids up in the car and I was going to pass by. And I would have made it in time. He was, he doesn't even, could barely walk. So he wasn't going to be going anywhere. But, you know, things work out differently or things happen for a reason because I had no gas. And I didn't get, and I wasn't, and I didn't get paid until the next day. So I had no money for gas. So the little gas I had, it would had to get, had to get me from where I was at to where my kids are at and um, where my kids stay, I mean, and back and then to work and then from work back home. So I was calculating the gas and I was like, I can't, you know, I'm, I can't go back into the city to look for this man. I don't have the gas. So it worked out that way for me. I don't know what my intentions were. If I would have saw him, I, the last thing I want to do is show my, my son, my five-year-old son, what his grandfather has been doing. Um, I don't, I don't, I've tried to keep my sons away from this lifestyle. I don't know. Maybe when they get older. You know, I have to figure out how to let them know who their grandfather was and where I come from. So they, you know, they is a little example of not to do what happened to us. You know, that's my, that's our job as parents to like give them the best life, but also teach them where we come from so they don't make the same mistakes. I'm trying to figure out how I will have to do that later on in life. But back to the mental health thing for myself, like I am, a, I'm not, I don't know, I've been feeling down. I've been feeling like I haven't had that many wins as of late. It's discouraging. I feel like less of a man sometimes. I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed of who I've become and, and, and how far I've fallen from where I was. I kind of feel like why me right like that pittiness like not but but i don't like that right but it, it's, a, it's a common trait of depression right you you sometimes feel bad for yourself i have a lot of anger in my heart for a lot of things uh, a lot of people that i provided for and sheltered food clothes have turned their backs on me the moment i fell from my position that i was in right as a provider it's been a very long two and a half years trying to climb back and i've done it all by myself nobody has helped me which i don't need nobody i've, I've always done things by myself so uh it's not that i needed anybody was more of like hey listen i i helped y'all out why are you not helping me out right and and then it, it came to a realization nobody gives a crap about you right um nobody gives a fuck about what you're going through who you are what you do they're only worried about what you could do for them i've told myself countless of times this is my time to put my head down and just grind and and the moment i start something just knocks me down and then depression just gets me in my feelings and like i don't know what to do and then i collapse but for the last few months i've had a great woman in my on my corner and she has helped me over 
overcome a lot of things. So I always got to thank her for that. Uh, my children, they give me motivation and I got to provide for them. I got to figure out how to do it. You know, and this podcast is for myself and others like me to have that escape. Right. I told you that in the first episode, you know, it's, it's a business at the end of the day, whatever I put in back, that's, that's a win for me. If I can make more than that's a win for me, if I could turn this into my day job and do what I love, that's, that's, that's a win for me, but I'm far from that position. So like, you know, I got, I got to double down, put my head down and grind. And that's what I've been doing for the last few weeks. And I also got to get help. Like I have not yet spoken to any professional besides that, you know, behavioral specialist. And I think it's time for me to get help. And I think I have to um, do it for myself first. Cause you know, like I, I, I don't know if I said this in the first episode, but November 11th, 2020, I attempted suicide. I, uh, I crashed my car into a tree and um, I lost it all. Right. Uh, miraculously, I hit the car. I hit the tree. Like at, I was going like 80, 90 miles an hour and like last second i tried to hit the brakes but i was already on mud grass you know so i didn't really do much but me hitting the brakes probably went down to like 60 miles 50 miles an hour but i still collided with that tree and um destroyed my car i was like pinned in there i was able to break out i was able to like muster after i came i, I gained consciousness because i hit my head on the on the steering wheel and i came back too and um it was like it was like 10:30 at night in the in some back road. So there was nobody there. I didn't know where I was. Like when I called for help, I didn't know where I was. Um, so it took them about an hour to find me. So in that time, I was able to uh, bust the door open and get out. And I just sat there and in the loneliness and the darkness and in a lot of pain, I I just realized what what I'd done. And I thought about my children and I thought about where I was heading and where where I've come from. And it just, it was a healing moment for myself. It was very depressing because I lost everything. I couldn't even give my kids any Christmas gifts because I, I lost, I lost the opportunity to work because I had no car and I lost my car and, and the insurance person wasn't giving me a rental and, and, you know, and I was in the darkest spot of my life, but, uh, I was able to prosper from that and I'm not there no more. I'm not at that dark spot where I want to kill myself. But the thoughts do come every once in a while, and um, it's it's scary. But now, you know, now I know that I can't leave these kids behind. I can't do what my dad did to me, and I, it scares me because, like, I see people like like um, Jason David Frank, you know, who played the Green White Ranger in the Power Rangers. That was the last person I would have ever thought that would take their own life, and that happened recently. And when I heard the news, it kind of like scared me. Like people like like him are 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 are, are losing the battle. You know, am I gonna lose the battle? So. You know, as a safety precaution, I have a, a, a some life insurance for my, you know, I will go to my kids if I ever lose this battle. But hopefully I don't, you know, I don't ever have to find myself in a predicament where it's me and myself trying to kill myself, right? That's, I don't know if that makes sense, but mental health, really, it's really something hard to speak about for me. Um, but I, listen, my car was destroyed and I had nothing but some, you know, the only thing I had maybe some whiplash and, and my body was sore. My face, my face was sore, but like other than that, nothing. But when you looked at the vehicle, you were like, how did you, how did you live? Right. And, um, I guess there's a purpose for me and I got to keep fighting until that purpose comes to light. And maybe this is my purpose. Maybe talking about it, maybe being able to interview people, being able to speak my mind. Maybe that's my purpose, but, or maybe just, just being a great father. Maybe that's the purpose that I have in life. Um, but I, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to keep grinding. And I hope you guys, um, stick around for this journey. I want to thank everybody who has taken the time to share, like, play, 
my podcast. It's only been two episodes, but I appreciate it. I've um I dropped a song. It's on every platform now. It's called To My Sons by Dougie D U G G Y. You guys should go listen to that. It's me talking to my sons. More music to come. Podcast. I'm gonna try to do it every week on Tuesdays. If I can, I'm gonna aim, aim for another day, but it's coming every week. I am I'm, I'm I'm doubling down. I'm I'm done feeling bad for myself. I'm done letting this world control what happens to me like i need to take control of my life and i'm turning 30 this year and i told myself when i started music at 16 i said mom at 19 i'm gonna have a mansion for you 19 came and i was nothing right so i told myself listen mom by like 22 i'm gonna have you in the house 22 came nothing right then I became a father and I told my uh, my kid's mom, I was like, listen, Scarlett, at 30 years old, I'm going to have this house and I'm going to be a cop and I'm going to do this, this and that. And look, I'm about to be 30 this year and I have none of that shit. So it's, I'm done. I'm done letting selling myself short this is only the beginning and i'm gonna keep grinding i don't i don't care how long it takes i don't care how many hours I, how many doubles how many how many hours i'm i i guess to get asleep or lack of sleep i'm grind for this and and that's the fine that's the bottom line because stone cold said that but that's the bottom line I'm, I'm grinding for this i hope i hope i could build this crowd you know um be patient with me i i this is the first time i've done anything with broadcasting um, I don't know how to talk to a mic by myself, but here I am. It's my second episode that I talked to myself. I think that I got a little better than the first one, and it's gonna give time. Look, look. If you go back to the Joe Rogan podcast back in the beginning, this he was he even says it himself. He was mediocre, and look at him now. He is the top podcast in the world, and this guy talks with with countless of interesting people, and he has a message, and he gets his message across, and that's how I want to be. I want to have my message across. I want to, you know, I want to be able to get financially stable that then I could help out with programs for specifically man man men um because we go through a lot and we don't have no help in this world little to no help maybe one day i could start a program similar to like women in crisis for men because there's no help for us out here especially for single dads like there's no help um they don't look at us we're we're, we're less we're lesser than, than than people nowadays especially but for all people too i'm not gonna just single out one gender you know however many genders there is now but i'm not gonna single out one gender this this is mental health affects us all right and i have two young kids who knows who they're gonna identify as when they get older and i gotta be able to be ready for that conversation if it ever happens as well so you know this is a short brief episode i will try to get a, uh, a guest for the next episode i have somebody in mind i don't know how busy he is this week hopefully i could get him on if not maybe i have one of my friends on we have a little like a uh, little segment you know like a uh, I, I was thinking about baby daddies you know but i think that that tony tony baker the comedian he does that but i mean we're all baby daddies right at the end of the day <laughs> so maybe we go all just have a talk and just have a friendly conversation about things happening in pop culture and some new marvel movies coming out the mandalorian's coming out uh the last of us on hbo max great show so far the games i didn't like the second one that much but the first one's a masterpiece so we could talk about gaming sports super bowl's coming uh let's go chiefs you know i'm i'm looking forward to something i uh well that's it that's it i got nothing else guys thank you for tuning in i appreciate it you guys have a great day